right, welcome back to our podcast. My partner and I, uh, we got a very exciting uh, episode today. We do. Uh, we do. I, I think this is what we've been looking for for a while with the um, um, partnership with the community that we have and, and, and making our police department mirror the, the, the community. I right. think this is very important. Um, brother, you yeah. want to get us started? Yeah. Um, you know, our chief said in his initial podcast about the need for diversity and inclusion. Exactly. Um, and that comes in many forms. You know, one of them, like we said on a previous podcast, was he went to the beard policy that officers can have beards. We yep. are reflective. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been the LGBTQ liaison for about six years in the department. And it is Pride Month, so we thought, what better time to do this and speak to our community partners and also department members. Well, that's, 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 you say about six years that you've been the liaison. What what got you? What 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 made you get started in this in that um, the, the liaison? I, you know, I embraced diversity and inclusion exactly. before that's I started I this hear. position. Exactly. Um, but I felt like this was a community that was being disenfranchised by law enforcement. Okay. We had a history of that, and I thought we could do better. Mm-hmm. And I decided Good to go to our past chief, yep. Colonel Dupree, and express those thoughts. I went directly to him, um, and he was absolutely supportive. So uh, he awesome. said, awesome. hey, let's make it happen. And uh, I reached out to Bill Harrison, who we'll hear from in just a moment. Right. I said, hey, this is my name. This is what I want to do, and I'm, I'm uneducated. I don't know a lot about the And, community, and we've, been, wanna... we've been going to some of the um, celebrations and some of the... Uh, celebrations, events, events, responding to concerns, exactly. questions. And, and, um, and, and as police officers, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely part of it, and I want to be an advocate myself, um, and, being and I, in my family. And I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Exactly. So I reached exactly. out to Lisa, Sergeant Hop Harper, um, to be... Um, a new crime prevention sergeant, mm-hmm. or is our new crime prevention sergeant, and uh, said, hey, this is what I have going on, and, yeah. I, and I need some help. I need some guidance. And okay. she's been more than willing to help me figure it out. Well, let's start with it's that. Let's start with, let's start with the sergeant. Sergeant, want to introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been with Chesapeake County Police Department. Yeah, I'm uh, Sergeant Lisa Harper. I've been with the police department since uh, March of 06, so I just celebrated 15 years okay. uh, with the department. Um Spent most of my time in patrol um, and recently got transferred to community services division, specifically crime prevention unit. Um, I'm from the Shenandoah Valley, okay, so okay. anybody that knows anything about Virginia knows Shenandoah Valley is very conservative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I got here to Richmond via way of Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, okay. Now, were you in the military? Prior? I was. I was okay. in the Marine Corps um, for three years. Got out in 96 awesome. and took me 10 years, but graduated VCU with my bachelor's oh, in good. Homeland Security and Emergency Management in December of 18. All right, got another VCU, graduate, got a RAM. And you have been an out officer the entire time you've been in the department? The entire time I've been here, that was one of the questions, you know, when I came in, hey, what's the one thing that's going to keep you from getting this position? And my answer was, well, I'm gay. Do I need to leave? Oh, wow. And I was told, no. Okay. We, we don't care about that. So awesome. awesome. 15 years and later, that's 15 I'm still years. here. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And promoted and doing well. And doing well. And respected on the on the road. We'll talk a little bit about that. I know I, I do. I mean, I, again, I, I work with you a, a, a little bit. Yeah. And, well, I appreciate um, that. Yeah. And, and very respected on the road. Thank you. And we also have today with us Bill Harrison, the Mm -hmm. Executive Director of Diversity Richmond. Mr. Harrison, can you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Bill Harrison. As Elliot said, I've been Director of Diversity to Richmond for about eight years. It's an LGBTQ uh, community foundation serving Central Virginia. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
probably about seven years ago, we initiated the idea of establishing LGBTQ liaisons with local law enforcement. And um, I remember uh, the first area we talked to was the city of Richmond, and it took us about three months to draft the letter to send to the chief of police, Tarasovic at the time, mm -hmm. because we were scared. We figured that we would be laughed at and rejected. Uh, we had examples of other cities who had liaisons. And so uh, we were invited while that was going on to do a program for the uh, fire department in Richmond. They were having a regional training and I did a workshop on LGBTQ, everything you've always wanted to know but were afraid to ask. Okay. And the first person to come in the class was Chief Tarasovic, and I went over and introduced myself, and I said, we have a meeting coming up, and he said, why didn't you just call me? <laughs> right. And I said, because I've lived here a long time, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I thought I knew, and I was very much surprised. And now we have Chesterfield, Henrico, the FBI, Richmond Fire Department, the Sheriff's Department, it has just grown tremendously and it's been a very beneficial partnership on many different levels. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Now, how did you become the executive director there? What was your history? That well, you I've been in nonprofit work for about 30 years. Uh, my first nonprofit was with the Fanfrey Clinic, which is now Health Brigade during the height of the HIV epidemic. And then I was a public affairs director for the American Red Cross here in Central Virginia for about 20 years. And then I took early retirement from that, and they were looking for an executive director at Diversity Richmond and said, can you fill in until we find somebody? And that was eight years ago. I'm not reminded of <laughs> that. And once you get in, <laughs> getting out of it is going to be the issue. So okay. much for retirement. Well, I, I, it's a privilege to be there. Good. And right. That's good. That, now, Lisa, you've been here 15 years, mm -hmm. and you've worked in a number of different areas in the department, uh, primarily patrol. Yes. Patrol division. What's your experience been like as an out officer? Have you had issues with upper supervision or people you work with? Do you get questions from officers who may not know what they don't know and then want to be educated? Initially, um, in the first couple of years, yeah, there's whether it was intentional or perceived on my part, um, appeared to be some bias because I was out, mm -hmm. um, to my knowledge. I'm the first openly gay person to come into the department. Um, but since then, no. Um, have I had officers talk to me? Yeah, I've had some officers talk to me, younger officers that have come on. Um, I've had officers that are looking at becoming pre-search talk to me. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, how's the department treat you? Um, you know, is there any any backstabbing, stuff like that going on, um, and just general public asking um, when we've been at events, uh, like the Proud event in mm -hmm. September that we go to, um, or other events that I've attended at Richmond uh, Diversity Center. So overall, it, it wasn't anything that I didn't expect coming from a very conservative area in the, in the Commonwealth, um, but it was better than what I expected it to be. I expected it to be a lot worse. Honestly, I didn't expect to get the job. But again, I, I, I look at it the way your personality is, though. So it couldn't have done been done to a, a better person because you handle situations a little better than some. Some would shy away from that. But you seem like you go right in front and say, listen, let me explain to you um, what I go through. Not only that, but you don't have to be fearful of me. 
Well, and having gone into the military, having to be exactly um, guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to when I went to Marine Corps, don't ask, don't tell. It just started, but they had to add to don't pursue. If it was suspected, you would be followed. You would be watched um, to get you out of the military. Um, but coming here, uh, by the time I got here, I was older in life, right, right. and to the point of I don't need nor will I hide who I am right. for, um, for any job. So, right. and I'm glad I didn't. But it, it still go back to that family, that that police department family that we we are here because we have so many diversities in our police department. Um, Very much that so. Everybody's accepted. And again, the same thing in our community. We try to be the same way in our community. Very much so. And, and I get the not knowing because right. <clears throat> most people don't have a personal relationship with an officer. They don't get to sit down one-on-one um, with us and get to know that, you know, we have gay officers, we have lesbian officers. We have officers whose lawnmowers broke yesterday and now they got to go home and fix it. We're normal people who happen to do this yep. job and we have a passion for helping the community. And I know you've helped with Pride events and the Commonwealth Dinner and, and all of those things with, with um, Mr. Harrison's organization. Um, what do you think some of the things we can do moving forward with the community as far as recruiting or making people aware that this job is available to them? Right. I think this podcast is one way. Um, but, you know, working with Mr. Harrison, letting the community know, because you have a lot of contact yes. with the LGBT community, um, but letting them know, hey, if you have questions, if you have concerns, reach out to Elliot, reach out to me. Um, you know, there are multiple officers in the department that, you know, we could reach out to, hey, are you willing to talk to this person? Um, but we are here. We are a resource for the entire community, uh, regardless of race, religion, creed, exactly. sexuality. Exactly. Um, that. We're hiring. <laughs> we're always hiring. Yes. Always looking for good people that yes, can do the job. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but members of the community, we have to represent members of the community exactly. in order to achieve our goals. You know, preserve life, protect the vulnerable, build those problem-solving partnerships, and that's the biggest thing that I think we're trying to do with these podcasts is build those partnerships. So the problems that are out there we don't know about we can build and work together and find solutions for it. Excellent. I, I think it's also important that the community understand that we understand why they have stood off from us, why yeah. there's animosity. And Bill, if you could speak a little bit about some of the past instances of things that you're aware of that were negative on the community by law enforcement, like some of Virginia ABC laws in places that you could not congregate and why things bigger than... Not, we know Stonewall. We know things happen in San Francisco. But here locally, um, there were efforts on behalf of the police to arrest, detain, and, and disenfranchise the community. And we're suffering from that now as a, as a law enforcement as profession. As trying to bring candidates aboard. As opposed to bringing candidates aboard. Yeah, I remember uh, several years ago we had a meeting at Diversity on law enforcement and the community. And I think all the police chiefs in the area were there. And one of our older members asked why the change, what happened? Why are you looking at us differently? And the response was, well, more people are out. And we realize we've got LGBTQ people in our families, we've got, we're friends, Mm -hmm. and people are, their requirements uh, to be a police officer are higher than they were at one time. College degrees, Mm -hmm. you get out in the world, you learn, you experience. Uh, When we first started this, the best example I could use of why we needed a liaison was, 
domestic violence. Mm -hmm. If it's a same-sex uh, couple and there's domestic violence, the one being hurt may not feel comfortable dialing 911 for fear of how that police officer will react when they get there and they see it's two men and two women. But I'll have to say that the racial issues, yeah. this is what we're struggling with exactly. on every level exactly. now. And again, I've said it a thousand times. I'm a white man. Mm -hmm. I've never had any fear of dialing 911. When I'm stopped by a police officer, I might be aggravated that he caught me. He or she caught me speeding. <laughs> but I've never feared for my life. Right, right. And that is a very real thing, as you know. And so uh, at Diversity, we try to connect, we try to build bridges. I've got countless examples of how uh, police officers, law enforcement, have solved problems. Let me give you a quick example. Uh, it wasn't this department, it was Richmond City. Uh, the body of a man uh, who apparently was transgender uh, was found, I think, out on Hull Street. And the police reported a man in a dress the body of a man in a dress was found. And the community was outraged, and I started receiving all these phone calls, and so I called our Captain Minton, the liaison with Richmond City, mm -hmm. and he explained to me that I did not know that it's not that unusual when a man's gonna rob a 7-Eleven or somewhere to go and drag. Right. And all they knew at that time was they had a man dressed as a woman. Mm -hmm. Added to the fact that the family of the person said no, our son is male, he is not transgender. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they were working with. And so when I explained that to people who were, they got it. Right, right, They right. understood. So it's easy, I think, and again, I'm white, I don't know what it's like. I've been discriminated against because I'm gay, but not because of my skin color. Right. So, but if you always have faced this throughout your lifetime, it's easy to jump to the conclusion I'm being mistreated because mm -hmm. I'm black. Exactly, exactly. And quite often that is the case. So I think that, Educate, bringing people together to have conversations. Yes. I, it's, it's the racial issue has got to be the issue right now that we're struggling with. It is. It, it, it well, is, and I think we could continue to work through it through education. Bingo. And, and not only that, through, through communication. I mean, right. we, and talking about it. I mean, we, we do it in our office quite often. We'll sit down in what we call in the box, uh, similar to how this program got started in, in doing this podcast. And just let's talk about things that we see through the media, through we in our jobs, what we deal with. And I, I guarantee you the the goal is the, the same. We want to get here to be successful, uh, great families, great communities, uh, making our place safe. And I think with the with again, going over the P's, um, the, the four P's, we want a a community that reflects the, or the police department reflects the community. And I think when you communicate, African-American, males, your, 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 your sexual, all of that plays a part in how we, um, how we deal with our, our community. And I think that's very important. So great point brought, brought up. I will I say, could, uh, go ahead, just have a, another quick example, uh, if I could be quite blunt. Uh, when President Trump was elected, there was a lot of anger uh, in the community, in the LGBT community. And so um, a number of organizations wanted to have a healing service mm -hmm. at Diversity Richmond. And it was an all-day event on a Saturday. And we have always required, since I've been there, that we have security at all of our events. We've never had any problems, but when people are going to their cars sure. at 1 o'clock in the morning in the parking lot, I want them to be safe. I mean, something could happen anywhere. That's why we had security. And this particular organization 
battled me every day for a week over having a police officer in the parking lot. Mm. And I said, if you're going to meet here, I am responsible for everybody in this building. I want everybody to be safe. These are the rules. This right. is it's, I, right. This is why we do it. So during the middle of the ceremony, uh, this character on a motorcycle with a huge Confederate flag starts riding around the parking lot. And so I uh, went out, and the police officer uh, was talking to him, and he had a weapon on his side, and he was angry because when he went to vote, they wouldn't allow him to wear his gun in the polling place. He was angry. The police officer just brought it yes. down and calmed him down, and yes. he left. Yes. So while this was going on, I went and got one of the organizers, and I said, look out there. I said, if we did not have security, would you go talk to him? Right. And she right. said, do you know him? I said, does he look like anybody that I would be friends with? <laughs> you know, and, we, and, 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 I, and so I emailed all the organizers after that, and I said, I want to make you aware of what happened. Right. And you. not one single person responded. So I talked with another police officer who made a valid point. She said, you know, they'll criticize, but they don't take responsibility for what they said. Right, exactly. So that's just a quick example. Mm -hmm. And that happened years ago. It's an ongoing process. The issue of security still comes up occasionally, not nearly like it used to. Right. But again, it's it's the it's the racial issue with an LGBT community that we've got to build a bridge on law right. enforcement. Right, right, right. I know I've had some instances that I've had to reach out late night, someone stranded here in the county or someone who's been put out, and I don't know all of the resources. So I've had to contact Bill. I've had to contact other members of the community mm -hmm. who quickly come together to provide those resources mm -hmm. to get that person um, somewhat stable. And it's, it's been a good relationship. And, I, and again, I get, I get into that family. Right. Uh, how, do, how do we handle it as police officers when we get a family calling and they want to pretty much... I'm, again, I'm there, mm -hmm. disown their child. You know, what, what resources are out there as police officers that we can say, all right, Officer Skinner, can you tell me uh, who my son can call because he can't stay here or she can't stay here right. because of, you know, the community that they, that they are in? That, how, do we, how do we handle it? Where do we get yeah. those resources from to contact and say we got, you know, we do it for um, domestic violence. We do right. it for other, you know, um, um, areas of our community. So we need to have that same information for parents or for um, the victims to say, well, you can come stay here. Right. Does that make sense? I think it's gotten to a good place, and Lisa would probably agree, that when we first started doing the Pride Festival the first year was the busiest year for us. Right. Oh, yeah. Because people were absolutely amazed that we were out on Browns Island in our uniforms mm -hmm. at a Pride mm -hmm. Festival. Mm -hmm. We even had one of our coworkers who was a supervisor who saw us there and said, hey, what are y'all doing out here? I'm like, it's a recruiting informational booth. If people have questions, they can ask. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to know how in the world did you get this approved? I'm like, well, it's the craziest thing. They sent out an application. You complete the application. You send back the funding, and they nice. give you the space. But now when we go, people recognize oh, okay. us. They yeah. talk to come us. Up. Saw you they last year. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, how yep. things going? Yep. I saw this. And we can absolutely see the fruit of our labor exactly. with the partnership of Diversity Richmond or Side by Side mm -hmm. or the Nation's Foundation and or it's Equality Virginia. There are a lot of organizations that we partner and use our resources. So. And I, rem I remember that first year out at Pride, mm -hmm. um, you know, we had people walking up. Well, do you all even have anybody in the department that's gay? <laughs> yeah. And I, I look at them and go, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what? 
What? That, that it, was, it was, a was just a complete question. shock. Yeah, it is, um, it is. Was there anyone out? And you know, me being there saying yes, I am. You know, it was uh, eye-opening right, right. to a lot of the people that I spoke to that Chesterfield County Police actually had an openly gay person right. on their payroll in uniform. I am so glad you said that because one of my first meetings with Elliot. And he started telling me how many members you had here were out. I was like, Chesterfield County? Really? I mean, it was a shock to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been in this community since the 70s, and I guess I'm stereotyping people. <laughs> I just didn't picture Chesterfield as being that progressive mm -hmm. with their mm -hmm. police department. Mm -hmm. And it's a message that needs to be told. Yeah. And yeah. Well, we've I established agree. on some of our other podcasts that it is easy to recruit when people see people who look like them. Exactly. Who have same exactly. ideas, same yep. values, same countries. Physically, yeah, same. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we know folks go to jobs because, hey, I know there are 500 VCU grads there. It's an easy transition from wherever you're exactly. at to come to the, exactly. to the department. But when you don't see people who look like you, it yep. makes it more difficult. And, and we, we have heard that. We have uh, that some of the. Um, uh, employees have said that I can't believe that person is from the same country right. that I'm from, and uh, so I'm gonna go and talk to him. And uh, so, it, yeah, it, it has worked. This yeah. podcast has definitely worked for us. I know the first meeting I went to Diversity Richmond, I was expecting to meet like three people, and they were like twelve or thirteen, because they were amazed that the department was gonna have a liaison. They thought right. Chesterfield's way too conservative for that. They'll be the last ones. They're not gonna be on board. Right. Um, and I initiated the call after I spoke to retired Major Odetta Johnson. Uh, for Richmond, who was the first liaison in the city, and uh, she and I went to college together, and I did not know she was doing it. I just came up with this idea, called to consult with her as, uh, as my mentor, and she uh, she's like, yeah, well, we're, we're doing it last three months. I'm like, okay. Right. And right. next day it came out in the newspaper. Wow. Uh, but it has been a, a good relationship, and we want the community to know that there are jobs available, that we have community academies. And if you want a speaker to come and speak to your group, we'll come and come yep. and speak to your group to have those real talk conversations with you. Let us know what the topic is. Um, you know, for, for the LGBTQ community, you know, if there's a specific topic that um, they have questions or concerns about in regards to Chesterfield County Police Department, right. reach out to me. Um, let me know what those are so we can get something put together. That's good. That's, Bill, good. that's, that's in my wheelhouse now. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is. Bill, do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, I just, I, my wheels are turning while you're talking. We did a food drive in Chesterfield County Diversity, Richmond did at mm -hmm. a mobile home park down in Chester. Okay. It was raining. It was cold. Uh, we, we got there, and there were three Chesterfield County police officers there. And I'm not sure who invited you, mm -hmm. but I was so glad to see you. And because I know with the Hispanic community, right. there right. are yeah. issues. Yeah. And so I love that you were there, that it was another way we could partner. We took pictures of it. We put it on our, on our Facebook. We sent it out to our newsletter. And, and I know that when you're not a, or you already feel like you're going to be rejected and people are kind to you. Right. And the police officers started loading up groceries and cars. I mean, they were doing more than directing traffic mm -hmm. and just being security. They became a part of the project. And I think it's things like that. Exactly. When I we're agree. in there together, yes. working for the good, yep. that that's yep. what's going to build the bridge. Well, yes. I think we have more advocates than, 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 than is advertised. Right. I think there are officers that are like, listen, that's part of my, my family, that's part of my community. And the more, more and more people that are, are coming out, and they're saying it as my daughter or my son, as in my situation. You, you feel like, 
okay, I have to be an advocate because the safety, I want the community to know that this person is part of my community, is part of my family. I think more we do that as police officers, that we're not this island, you know, group of people, that we are part of the community and what we're doing with these podcasts, I think that's the best thing that we can do is partnerships with you. Yeah, because, you know, one of your police officers spoke Spanish. None of us did. Oh, wow. And the vast majority of people coming through spoke very little English. Right, right. So it was a real gift for you to be there. And and one of the things Mr. Harrison was not aware that day, because he sent me that picture, was that a lot of diversity and inclusion is cultural in organizations, not only in policing, but whatever the organization. So one of those... Uh, officers who was there was Captain Steve Grahowski, the right. district mm-hmm. commander, mm-hmm. Uh, and two of his community policing officers, Officer Uribe and Wilson. And if your district commander is out putting in the work, then right. that sends a message to your troops it or does. your it coworkers does. or whatever the organization that this is an expected standard of behavior. Okay. It's just like if our chief says, hey, this is what I want in our department, and he sets the standard, then we follow through. Right, right. Um, I just, we, we are getting... Can I say something to Lisa before we go off? Thank you so much. I have some, I get choked up when I talk. I I just, I look at you and what a pioneer you have been for all of us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Hold on, we're shaking hands now? We're doing all that. (laughs) You jealous? Yes. (laughs) I mean, it takes a lot of guts. It does. More than most people can imagine. Oh, I, oh, I, I agree. I you agree. know, it's uh, and I just sit here in awe of you. Yeah. Fifteen years ago, you came to Chesterfield and you said, "I'm gay." Yeah. Yeah. And a beautiful person. Beautiful right. person. Absolutely. Beautiful person. Thank you. Um, partner, we, we another great one. Yeah, I mean, we have. That's, that's We've what had we do. a really, really good show today. I want yeah. to thank Mr. Harrison for taking time out of his day to come um, from Diversity Richmond, as well as Sergeant Harper from our Community Support Division. That's a really busy. Um, section of our department. I'd like to remind our listeners that if you have any questions, would like to have us come out to an event or craft a, a crime prevention program or just a listening session, we're more than happy to do it. You can just reach out to us on all of our social media accounts. As well as I'd like to record, remind our listeners that if you're interested in a job with yes. the police department, as we a police hiring. officer, a public safety aid, a per- police aid. service aid. aid, let me get that right, simply go to ChesterfieldPD.com. That's ChesterfieldPD.com and apply. Awesome. And listen back for our next podcast. Again, awesome, awesome. We'll be back. Thank you very much. Thank you.